Welcome to this episode of the Life After Life podcast, Finding the Path from Grief to Peace, with me, your host, Christine Marie. I hope this episode provides some support and understanding for you in your journey. There is more information at the end of the episode to support you on your path. I hope this brings you much healing, light, and blessings. Hi, my name is Christine Marie, and thank you for joining me for this Life After Life podcast. And today I wanted to talk about the idea that you need to let go. I know that it's not an uncommon experience in the journey where a meaningful friend or a loved one will say, well, isn't it time you let go? Isn't it time you moved on? And I'm sure that comes from a very meaningful place. But I need to speak about where we look at and how we look at life. Love is eternal. It is embedded in your being. And so while a meaningful loved one will say, well, it's time to let go, it may not be coming from a space of really understanding. I do think life is very experiential, meaning that everybody experiences life from a different perspective. And everybody experiences their feelings from a different perspective. And when we talk about the passing of a loved one, it is really true how you can see how each person connected to that loved one can experience their passing very differently. And so why I want to talk about do I need to let go is because I think we can look at this in a couple of different ways. And so my answer is no, unless you want to take out a part of your heart. You know, at the end of the day, your loved one lives in your heart and your loved one is very much a part of you. It is in the fabric of who you are, their memories. And so I think it's a bit short-sighted, maybe even from a caring standpoint, but yet a bit short-sighted when a loved one says, okay, well now it's time to let go as if there's some way or some place you arrive at and say, oh, okay, I'm done with this. And I, and I want to talk a little bit about why a loved one might say that, but I also want to talk about how we can reframe that, how we can say, okay, what am I holding on to in the sense of, are you holding on to the loss or the concept of this loss? So holding on to the love you have for that person, celebrating their life, celebrating your loved one, cherishing the memories, knowing that their memories put their essence in your heart space forever and ever. And that, in my book, for me, Brennan, I will never let go. He's very much a part of my 
conscious awareness. And oftentimes I'll chuckle, I'll I'll see a dragonfly. And if you haven't listened to previous podcasts, or I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast about the story of the dragonfly and the water beetle. A couple of days after my son passed, I had somebody, Marnie Pernia from Australia, she sent me a beautiful story about the water beetle and the dragonfly. And so the story goes that there's this community of water beetles and they live underneath the surface of the water. And every now and then a water beetle would get it in himself and go up to the surface and never come back. And the water beetle family community was very sad because they didn't know what happened. And so they had a meeting one day and they said, okay, the next water beetle that's going to go up to the surface needs to just let us know. And then they have to come back and tell us what happens. So they all agreed. And then a, a day or two later, a water beetle got it in himself and went up to the surface and saw the beautiful blue sky, bluer than blue, the white fluffy clouds, the beautiful green trees and the luscious grass and the flowers and the dragon fly. Oh, wait, I'm a dragonfly. I'm flying. And this water beetle realized that he was so happy. He was soaring through the air. And the only thing that made him sad was that he couldn't go back to his family and tell him that I'm better than ever. I love the story because for me, it symbolizes transformation from one plane to the next, which I think is a true symbolism of passing forward. And the grand idea of going from a water beetle, which doesn't to me sound too appealing, to a dragonfly. And if you ever study dragonflies, dragonflies are amazing. Their aerodynamics is incredible. So from a very beginning of my journey, dragonflies have always symbolized a memory. Not that Brendan's the dragonfly, but when I see one, I'm always a smile will always come to my face. And I have seen the most beautiful dragonflies, different colors. I have friends that have sent me beautiful dragonflies. And, and so, you know, what's my point in the dragonfly story? So Brendan is always part of my heart. He is part of me. And so this idea of, well, I have to let him go. Well, does that mean never think about him again? Or what? uh, Like, I, I don't, I can't even fathom what those words really mean. I don't know what someone means by let them go. I do believe that we can release the grief, the sadness. I don't believe our loved ones want us to say in the sad, sad feelings because it's disempowering and it takes two lives for the price of one. So, When a meaningful friend talks about letting go, I'm not sure whether they really mean to let go of a loved one, because not everybody processes emotionally. And so there may be some people where that's just easier. They can just shut the door on it, never have to think about it again, and it's off. But the truth of the matter, it's not really off. We talk about in hypnotherapy. And when we talk about our mind and our unconscious mind, we know that the emotional mind is the unconscious mind. And where does the unconscious mind store 
the emotions, but in the body. And so I'm never going to suggest to someone to, yeah, just shut it down, shut it off, because that's not processing, that's not releasing. And I think that if you can even stick your toe in the water of the idea, how you can begin to just let go of the pain. And so how would we do that? How would we begin to release the pain? I know that some of you might be thinking, well, I could never let go of this pain. My loved one's gone and that's that. And I'm here to invite you to understand the power of what you say and how you think. I know that that might seem so far-fetched and so maybe new agey to some people, but the truth of the matter is your mind is creating so much for you. It's creating your truths, your reality. And so I know if I had a loved one who was suffering, I wouldn't want them to suffer. I, I would want to do everything I can to say, come, let's, let's not have this pain. How can, how can I help you? How can, how can you not be in this deep pain? And I, I know people who've walked this grief journey and they can't find their way out of the pain and the pain is consuming and the pain is so overwhelming and it's like walking around in the dark. And so what if we could hold on to our loved ones but yet release the pain? What if we could hold on that love is eternal, love is forever, love never dies? Yes, I know, your loved one has passed forward. And there may be a great void in your life, a great physical void. And there's something that's going to sound really weird, but I'm moved to talk about something about quantum physics and the Zeno effect. In quantum physics, there's the concept that um, in, in Z, the Zeno effect have, has proven that the longer we stare at a particle in space, the longer it takes to disintegrate. Now, I'm not saying that we want to make a match to that exactly to your loved one's passing. But what I am trying to do is kind of draw the idea that the longer you stay in your pain, the longer your pain lingers. And that is never going to change the fact that your loved one has gone forward. And I don't believe, again, that our loved ones really want us to experience day in and day out sadness. I don't believe that our loved ones find any solace or peace if they know we are suffering. Life can be full of suffering depending on how we look at it. And there's so much that we have to deal with in today's world, so much uncertainty, so much in challenges and whatnot. And so adding to the misery by thinking in misery creates a heavier burden for each day. And so I'm presenting this idea of what if. What if you never had to let go of your loved one? But what if you could let go of the pain? What if there were ways 
to begin to release that pain in your body. Again, remember the emotional mind is the unconscious mind and where it stores emotion is in your body. And if you think of your body, like in Chinese medicine, and I'm not a Chinese medicine doctor in any stretch of the imagination, but I have learned enough about acupuncture and meridians and energy centers, such as chakras, that when we block energy, we block energy. It's pretty simple. And when you talk about blocking energy, I I like to look at it like this. If I block the energy of my heart space, then I block any light or healing that can come in. So by continuing to hold on to the thinking and focusing, as I said, with the Zeno effect of the thoughts, my loved one's gone, my loved one's not here, my loved one's dead. In a sense, it's perpetuating this pain in your heart. It's perpetuating the sadness. And while it may be true that your loved one has passed on, It's also true that it is an undeniable, unchangeable fact. And that hurts. One of the things I remember when Brendan passed was there was no do-over. I couldn't change it. And I was always fixing things. I was always making things better. And the utter understanding I could do no more was overwhelmingly difficult because I was always one to just keep managing, keep fixing, keep doing. And so the idea that there is no do-over was a very early understanding in my grief journey. And so maybe by grace, I'm not really sure, I understood that there was power in accepting what is. And perhaps it was a combination of the fact that I knew inherently my son had not left me because energy can't be destroyed. Thermodynamics, you know, just using science, just using fact, not la-la thinking, but just fact that, hey, science says that we are 99.999% energy. And that thermodynamics says energy can't be destroyed. And then using things like, okay, I need to see a sign. I need to see a sign, Brendan. Show me a sign. I'll never forget one day I got four heart clouds. It was so funny. I was asking for a sign on something and I got this cloud and that cloud. And I was sending these clouds to friends and I'm like, what do you see? And they'll say a heart. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, oh, that's not a good enough heart. I want to see a fluffy heart. I want to see this heart. And literally I got four hearts in one day through clouds. Now, some people might think, oh my gosh, this woman is really out of her mind, but not really. Um, I've just learned to understand that there's so much more in life than what we see with our eyes and that there's so much more that we can see when we shift the thinking. Again, Albert Einstein says, you cannot solve a problem from the same space that was created. And I'm not indicating at all that a loved one's death is a problem, but it does create a situation. It does create a potential problem for those that survive. 
the problem of first accepting. How do we go from understanding to acceptance? And again, the idea of the power of acceptance. I've talked about this in past and previous podcasts. There's so much power energetically in your body when you step into a space of acceptance. And I can liken that to a space of surrender, of saying, it is what it is. And accepting that opens the space, letting go of the painful thoughts, he's gone, he's not here anymore, I've lost my loved one, to he's gone forward. I know that energy can't be destroyed. And so in some form, he goes on because he's energy. And what if I could connect with that energy? What, what I find so interesting is that so many people will go to a medium and talk to a medium, which means on some level, they understand and know that their loved one goes on. And I'm not saying that there isn't skeptics out there that try to test the medium. I, uh, I, I kind of get that. But the skepticism is lost on the skeptic, not on the medium. And so it's a decision. It, it's really a choice of where you want to put your energy. Where do you want to continue to put your energy? When was the last time you really went out sighed and felt the sun on your skin and said, life is a gift because it has a beginning and an end here while we're on earth. And for whatever reason, this is the journey you're on. It may sound crazy. I would have never chosen this. But what if on some level, on some unconscious level, you have chosen this? In the book, Soul Truths, I do talk about soul contracts. I talk about soul groups. I talk about life after life and life plans. And so for me in my journey, my early journey, I couldn't wrap my head around how I would have ever signed up for such such a journey, but I wasn't close to it. And for the honor of my other children, I knew that I had to go forward. I knew that my son Brennan would never want me to stay stuck in a place of sadness, of such sadness, of such darkness, of such heaviness. And so the journey from grief to peace is finding your individual way back into the light. What thoughts, what ideas, what holds you in that place of pain? Is it the idea of not being able to accept what is? Is it guilt? I know a lot of people will hold on to guilt, and I spoke about forgiveness in a previous podcast. Guilt is a trap, as is non-forgiveness, and forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. I honestly ask you to go into a quiet space and think about your loved one smiling, just smiling back at you. Whether you feel, sense, or imagine, what would your loved one say to you? Do you think they would want you to be sad and stay in a sad space for the rest of your life? 
Or would they want you to continue joyously remembering what they brought to your heart and how you can share that love that you have even through the two sides of the veil. I encourage you to ask for a sign. Ask, show me. Show me how I can know I can talk to you or I can communicate you with you. Show me. Just show me. Help me learn. And then be open and watch. So no, I don't believe that you have to let go of your loved one. But I do believe perhaps letting go of this idea of loss, of this idea of pain and letting go of the painful thoughts and monitoring how am I thinking. To this day, I still will feel pain. I just won't give all of my power to it because I know that in my acceptance, I surrender. And in surrendering, I find a new way to connect with Brendan. Love is eternal, my friend. We never let the love go. And so you may ask, how can I tap into that love? How can I know that they go on? Again, there's another idea that there's no two things that can take up the same space at the same time. So holding on to the pain will keep you in the pain. Holding on to the sad thoughts will keep you in sad thoughts. Uh, There's a saying, which I may have said this before on previous podcasts, Hebb's Law. Hebb's Law says neurons that wire together, fire together. And we're constantly creating neural networks in our mind. And by no means am I minimizing this idea that we can just reduce the passing of forward of a loved one down to some neuroscience. However, it is a resource to understand that we can be inflicting a tremendous amount of pain for ourselves. And maybe not only for ourselves, but for our loved ones. And I don't believe that our loved ones who have passed really want us to live in that self-inflicted pain. The idea of surrender may be so overwhelming to some of you listening. And it's not something that I would say that you have to do all by yourself. There are many, many ways to surrender pain. Meditation is one wonderful way to begin to release. Remember, emotion is energy in motion. It literally is energy, and this energy really travels through your body. And pain is a lower, denser energy. And when the heart hurts and the heart breaks, and trust me, the heart is broken when a close loved one passes. It is felt through the entire being. Yet, it can take a journey to peace with understanding your loved one wants you to have peace, wants you so much to have joy, wants you to know 
they are so okay. They are so at peace. And they only resonate with love. Love has a very high vibration. And the vibration of love can heal the vibration of pain. And so utilizing the vibration, that love that you have for your loved one to begin to heal the pain in your heart. Asking when you go to bed at night for your loved one to help you begin to release this heavy burden, this pain that you feel so that you can begin to find peace. And trust me, asking for that simple sign can last days of relief of, wow, all I have to do is ask and I receive. It is an amazing thing. And it's not for testing. If you doubt, that's lowering your energy. If you ask and let go and say, I just need a sign. Uh, Sometimes some of us have to be banged over the head with a sign, but I'm going to imagine that in those seeking relief, all you have to do is just become aware. It's so subtle, the energy from our loved ones. It can be a cloud. It can be a song on the radio. It can be a simple dragonfly flying by. It can be a rainbow. Allowing it to not be specific. Your loved one knows what was important between the two of you. Your loved one knows what has significant meaning to you. Just simply asking, help me heal this pain. Help me find my way to peace. Show me a sign that you are there. And I know your loved one will let you know. They go on. They are eternal. You are eternal. We just find a new way to tap into that love. And so I wish you heartfelt blessings of peace. I wish you heartfelt blessings of love. And that you will find new ways that empower you and reconnect you to the love that is eternal within. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you found some comfort in this episode. For more information on the Life After Life podcast, And me, Christine Marie, please visit my website at www.christinemariespeaks.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and join us for the next episode of Life After Life. Wishing you much peace on your journey.